Nickname City. Nickname City. Almost. Hello, and welcome to Swill Podcast with Alex and Jake. I'm Alex. Hello. And that's Jake. And we're here to talk about all things drink and drink-related. Wine, beer, cocktails. Last week, we talked about the Negroni. This week, we're talking about beer. Beer is kind of more, uh, it's really more Jake's thing than it is mine. I mean, I like a good beer once in a while, but I'm, I'm a little more on the cocktail side of things. And Jake definitely is more of our, our resident beer and wine expert in a lot of ways. Well, I don't know if you could say expert, but uh, enthusiast, uh, aficionado. An aficionado. I mean, you're a wine. You, you have your, your certain informational strengths with wine, I would say. Ooh, I like, I wish there was a section on a resume. Like, informational Informational strengths. strengths. <laughs> Just like looking things up on Wikipedia. Um, eating. Drinking wine. Drinking wine. You're very good at that. We're both, I, we are pretty good at I that. I think we're both pretty good at that. Uh, but yeah, last week was the Negroni, and it was for Negroni week. We went to the Negroni Social, which was, I had a lot of fun. It was a hell of a show. It was really great. I well, mean, it wasn't a show. Well, there... Practically, there was dancers. There were dancers. There were 12 Negroni stations. 12 Negroni stations, plus the introductory Negroni. And in an amazing space, Century Bar PDX, which is right off Sandy and... Ninth. Ninth? It's a brand new bar. It's opening soon. It was kind of a soft open for them. It was. It was a preview for them as well as the Negroni Social. Really fascinating Really cool space. space. But yeah, really great party. Uh, the host was awesome. The The bartenders were all great. They were all there on their own time, on their own dollar. They were not being paid to be there. I think I maybe had one or two more Negronis than I, than I technically needed, but it's hard but to turn off. But it's really a limit on how many Negronis one needs. <laughs> but anyways, that's, that's, uh, that's not what we're talking about this week, is it? It is not, Jake, what are, oh, what are we talking about this week, and what are we drinking this week? Uh, so this week we are talking about the almighty... Saison. The Almighty Saison. Or Season. Saison um, is French for season. It is, yeah. Saison. Saison. The, the correct pronunciation. Um, last week you told me that, that the Negroni was your favorite cocktail. Would it be outrageous to say that the Saison is your favorite beer? It's a good question. I don't know if I could say it's my favorite beer, but it's a style that has evolved for me because when I first started drinking beer, this kind of would have been a beer that I did not like at all. It's too fruity, it's too zesty, it's too foamy. Have you started with the Oregon style of just mostly drinking IPAs at first? Oh, absolutely. Because you're an I completely fit that stereotype. Of, right. Like, uh, you know, I'm just going to... Actually, I started with Blue Boar from uh, Henry Weinhardt's. The Saison, though, has grown on me, particularly when it gets... I, I lived on the East Coast, as I talked about last time. And in New York. It's really, really hot in the summer. I've heard and that. also very difficult to find Northwest-style IPAs. So right. I gravitated to lighter alcohol, lighter in body beers. And oftentimes I would find a Saison to meet that need. Huh. And uh, particularly from Omergong Brewery up in upstate New York. Say that one more time. Omergong. Omergong. I, I think there's two M's. I don't know if there's two O's. It's a Belgian-esque brewery in, um, I, I don't know if it's upstate or in the Hudson. And I don't, I don't want to if you're from New York and you're listening, I know there's a distinction, even though everybody in the city from pretty much Yonkers up is upstate. So forgive me. So uh, we, we have three saisons to try tonight. I tried to pick three that, though they may all be, they're really all the same style, and we'll get into kind of what the style of saison is like. But um, I wanted to pick one from our hometown, um, or close 
to our hometown. My so hometown. Have your hometown. Uh, I'm still from Eugene. Um, <laughs> Actually, Jake is talking to our, our new producer. We're really excited for this second episode moving on. We... Eugene was kind of like the Shelbyville of... Oh, oh absolutely yes okay so that's what that you were drinking for a long time ipas you went to new york and started drinking this this fruity well it's not lights. as fruity as say like when i say fruity i think a lot of people are would think like oh it's it's like and with wine too you say fruity and people assume sweet right and they get turned off they get turned off and it that's not necessarily what it means but it just it has a more sort of you bite into an apple and it's fresh it has a you know right it, a fruity taste an apple taste fruity doesn't mean sweet doesn't even mean it tastes like a particular fruit necessarily. Not necessarily. It's just a bouquet of different fruits, and it kind of has a zesty character to it. Like oh, but um, you were saying about this town. So this oh, is this from town. Portland. So the first, uh, actually not the beer we're drinking right now, but um, the um, this is a collaboration between uh, Commons Brewery here in uh, Portland mm -hmm. and Perennial Artisan Ales in St. Louis. St. And, Louis, really? Yeah, I wanted to get a beer from the Midwest because St. Louis has really blossomed as a, as a huge beer town. Uh, particularly with uh, Perennial Boulevard, uh, the Boulevard Tank 7 is a phenomenal farmhouse-style beer, which we'll get into the distinction between farmhouse and Saison, because I was great. really lost with that. And I don't know myself, before I, so I'm I excited to hear got it. into this uh, and started researching this a little more in depth. So let um, me ask you, um, yeah. how do you do a collaboration ale between two cities so far apart? That is an excellent question. Um, I have seen this time and again. I think probably the most well-known one is probably the Live Free or Die, or the 21st, what's it called? That's the one in the can, right? It's in a can. It was a collaboration between, I want to say 21st Amendment Brewing in Sierra Nevada. I think you're right. Um, essentially, you just get two brewers together, and you have a collaborative session about how do we want to brew something, because you know each brewery has its own take on beer. Right. Some focus on farmhouse sales like cascade brewing here focuses on sours, on sours. others focus solely on ipas uh <laughs> ninkasi mm. um i love ninkasi but they mm -hmm. do do a lot of ipas they do a lot all their beers are based on ipas and um well not all they've branched out a bit they have i had a um, hellas from them the other day i really want them to come up with a beer called the ninkasi non-ipa that'd be pretty funny just and that's just what they should call it that'd the be pretty non-ipa so um so that's essentially what happened here. I had this at uh, Loyal Legion, which is a phenomenal beer bar that it opened is. up here in Portland. Oh, we were saying really quick, just to go back. Oh, yes. Um, so they meet up, and do they make them each of their own breweries, or do they make it just at one brewery and then bottle it as a collaboration? That's a good question. I actually don't know the answer to that. I don't know if they each brew it separately, and they're like, we okay, we've developed a recipe. We're brewers. We know how to follow this. Right. Um, we did a test batch. We like how this is going to go. We're each going to do it separately and then send it out, because this, obviously, I found here in Portland, and I had seen it at Loyal Legion, but I don't know if it's available in St. Louis. Um, I would imagine it is, since it's pretty was also involved, but I I'm not so. sure. Um, but I particularly spoke to me because it's called Merryweather. My last name is Pippin. I was like, <laughs> hey, hobbits. But you had this there? I had this there. So I, I saw it in the store and I wanted to bring it to do today. Today as part of this. So I, I have three saisons in general. And I also have another one from uh, Oregon, which is a much smaller brewery um, called Logston Farmhouse Ales. I'm not familiar with it. So this and, is a farmhouse uh, ale. You this said is you a farmhouse ale. But it's a the... saison farmhouse ale. <laughs> okay. I'm excited to hear about From the... Hood River. Oh, from uh, Hood which, River. Sorry, Portland, but Hood River has given you some serious challenge to to your beer game. Hood River is probably the best beer city in, in Oregon, I would argue. Maybe over Portland. Yeah, Portland certainly has its history, but Hood River oh, yeah. has some exceptional breweries. Yeah, that and Ben's. And then uh, the third beer to top us all off is... 
This is the classic. I, I, I don't even know what word is more appropriate than classic. This is the standard bearer. This is the Ooh. foundation on which saisons are measured. Saison Dupont from Belgium. Saisons are from Belgium, is that right? Originally, yes. So they are a style of beer. And they're a style of Belgian beer then? They are a style of Belgian beer. They originally came from um, the French-speaking region of Belgium. Belgium's, you know, just this hodgepodge of languages and cultures with, you know, particularly France and Germany. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is from the French-speaking region of Belgium called Wallonia. So to get into the history of this a little bit, uh, so listeners, we won't bore you to death. I promise that we will not talk about how to homebrew any of this because I have been listening to so many podcasts. I was like, what what are other people doing with Saison's? Every one of them was about like, hey guys, you know, it's Bert here. Um, <laughs> just going to walk you through the homebrewing process. It's like, man, that takes weeks. What are you doing? Yeah, like, right. Are you just like just listening. Listen to the podcast and make your beer right there. Yeah. like Pause okay, it every few days. Yeah, it's like a cooking channel or something for beer. <laughs> and you can homebrew with him. I just, it was. And we're not homebrewers. We're enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. Yeah. yeah. Enthusiasts. Aficionados. Um, a Saison seems like a daunting project anyways. It is actually one of the more simple beers. Really? Um, How, well, that probably goes to the history of it, right? I would say simple yet extremely complex. Huh. Uh, because so many beers nowadays. Uh, so to, to get into the history of this, this was a beer that has been around for hundreds of years in this part of the world. Wow. And Belgium is very, very, very well known for beer. Um, there is a m- multitude of styles that have come out of Belgium. You know, Belgian beer style. I mean, if you're drinking Blue Moon and you're like, Belgian beer, you're absolutely wrong um it it is an americanized version sure. of like budweiser is an americanized version of, of like a pilsner pilsner from budvar right you know so uh, by budweiser you mean of course america i excuse me america i can we say that on we'll probably get sued for that probably well that's what they're called now that good old big old can of america america how was your weekend i drank america and then i voted for trump don't do that so Back to Belgium. The, what so was the region Belgium. called again? Wallonia. Wallonia. So this was a brewing process that was done because, you know, brewing takes several weeks and occasionally it can take months depending on the style of beer you're brewing. Sure. Um, Especially lagers take longer, right? Lagers take much longer. You know, I, lagers and ales are the two types of beers. You have bottom and top fermenting styles. We can get into that in sure. a later And this podcast. is a, um, and just to start this off, this is an ale, right? This is technically an ale. I. But it takes longer than other ales to... Yes. And they also do this as a... Most saisons are bottle conditioned, in, meaning they go through their secondary fermentation in the bottle, much like champagne. And is that one of the reasons why they're so fizzy then, so foamy? That is one reason, absolutely. They you, you just get the pressure building up, building up, building up. And most of these are not fined and filtered, so you still have a bunch of yeast, sediment, sugars, you know, malt that, that's left that, the, you know. Just kind of suck that through your teeth sort of thing. Well, you don't need a... Sometimes you need a filter. But do you actually need a filter for some of these? No, no. I mean... Just I, leave it in the bottom of the yeah. glass or bottom of the no. bottle. Exactly. It's like cloudy Hefeweizens are cloudy because they're not filtered. You know, just as right. Saisons are cloudier because they're not filtered, mostly. Um, so this was a beer brewed in the cooler winter months. It was brewed through the winter, and uh, then it was ready again for um, the workers to drink literally a payment. They, they was like, hey, thanks for working on my farm. Here's your five liters of Saison a day. That's a lot of... It's a lot of beer. So it must have been slightly lower alcohol back it, then. Yes, it was. It was substantially lower alcohol. So today's Saison's range in the 6 to 7, even up to 8%. This was 3 to 5. 
And um, but just kind of drink that the day as you're working. You drink it as pain. I mean, you you probably would drink it through the day. And I mean, this was very common. I mean, people sure years and years ago, you would get paid in beer. I mean, this is the liquid the bread, as they call it. Yeah. Uh, the Egyptians, absolutely. This was nutrition. This was sustenance. Uh, there's vitamins and minerals in beer that you made can't you, get. Made you hate your life a little bit less because you get a little buzz on while sure you're out there farming you're like, for some. Yeah. I oh great. I work in a feudal system. I'm a serf and muck in the field again. Oh, beer, here comes the saison. And so they were seasonal workers. And from what I understand, they would also have them working as brewers in the slower months of winter as well. The term actually came from the fact that they were seasonal, right? Because they were the, the saisonniers. Saisonnier, and, or seasonal worker right. in French. And that, that's literally, I mean, this was a, a beer of the poor, um, a beer of the working class, and um, something that every farmhouse made and that's where it gets complex and that's what but also makes it very simple so Cezanne is a style kind of because every farmhouse would have their own you know Cezanne DuPont is from that farmhouse that from that farmhouse brewery and it's just evolved into a much larger thing nowadays now they probably mostly just focus on their beer rather than the yeah they're probably not like hello workers uh please tend <laughs> to the cattle and the carrots and the cabbage here's your saison dupont probably wouldn't go so well these days no, it might no. violate some, some no. labor laws probably not a lot of unions that insist on their five liters of saisons for uh, their workers either um to dig a little further into that to explain a little more about the complexity and simplicity of this um this was a beer that is extremely highly individualistic as i was saying each farmhouse would brew their own but this is really this is the first you know people love artisan products now this is the first artisan beer this is the artisan beer this is is the the artisan beer so by style it's a style but it's a really wide ranging family of styles almost right absolutely because you can have a saison dupont this classic sort of you know, Saison style that we view now. Well, this is just one that's risen to the top, but maybe the farmhouse next door, maybe they had a little Britannomyces. And Britannomyces oh, okay. is, you know, a spoilage yeast. It's a so bacteria. It adds a little bit of funk to it. Yeah, it adds some bit funk, of... some barnyard to it, you know, some Band-Aid-y flavor. In a good way. Uh, in a good way. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's not bad. Probably but... not something that sommeliers or, or Cicerones use to describe their product very often though it's taste of whiff of bandits cicerones is like hey this is a i mean i see it advertised on beer labels now really this beer has brett drink it oh but i mean the the band-aid aspect of it oh no not not. so much no they definitely like (laughs) that's what i that's not really the adjective they use too often do they use that with cocktails do they garnish with a band-aid that's disgusting (laughs) but you're talking about the extensive saison yeah to your point that this is a you know an artisan craft this farmhouse would brew it differently than this one. They were all using native yeast, unlike, I would say, 95% of... I mean, this, I'm pulling that percentage totally out of the air, but well over 95% of breweries use cultivated yeast. Right, so, I can't think of a single Portland brewery that just uses native wild yeast. native yeast. No, no. It's, it's very rare because it's so hard to control fermentation sure. and get the outcome you expect if you're using sort of the yeast that's just floating around in the air. Or from the barley or the wheat that you're using or the hops that you're throwing in there. So they wouldn't even, uh, they were not inoculating it at all with yeast. They were just. No, and oftentimes breweries would, particularly poor farms, would reuse the same kind of yeast stock. Gotcha. To make sure they still had that. Yeah, the the yeast mother, if you will. Right. Because it's possible that they just wouldn't get fermentation if it didn't. Absolutely. Catch it. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, I have this already. I'll just throw it in there again and keep doing it because this is a constant process. I mean, every farmhouse did this, um, which is 
fascinating to me that, you know, this was just part of the landscape. Right. So as this style, for lack of a better word to describe this, grew in prominence, and as you started to see more and more trade come into Belgium, you started to get more access to spices and more individual farmhouses would start to experiment with like, hey, you know, um, what if I add this spice to my beer that I'm making? I'll make it a little different than the guy next door. Sure. And, and it's still a classic Saison, but now it starts to evolve in all these other ways because they're putting spices in, you know, a lot of these cases. And then it just, it, it went crazy. I mean, all of these breweries would use a very liberal dose of hops, but as the hops started to diversify, you'd see this brewer, you know, like, oh, we kind of like this hop a little more. This is what our farm grows, so we'll use that. Sure. And from there, it just, it blossomed. So and everyone had their own distinct style and just became more distinct as there was more access to additional ingredients, it sounds like. Yes. So, you know, this is where that distinction comes in as between a farmhouse and a saison. A farmhouse ale is kind of the overarching category. These are all because they came out of farmhouses. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's it's a farmhouse sort of, you know, naturally inoculated yeast. Might be sour sometimes. Could be sour, could have this characteristic, could have bread, might have not. But then Saison is kind of a sub-style of a farmhouse if okay. you're looking at the beard. So kind of rectangle square sort of. Exactly. A Saison is specific to a season. That season being... That's what's really sets it apart. Is gotcha. this, you, you could brew this in the summer, but the people who were around to brew it were working. Right. So they didn't have time to brew it. And so there could also be some problems with bacteria and stuff like that in the summer as well. Absolutely. Temperatures. You know, and exactly. So that's one reason to brew in the winter. It's colder, bacteria less active. Right. But also you have people to do it with you. So right. that's one aspect of a classic Saison is it's brewed in the winter. It's drunk in the summer while you're working. Exactly. So this one right here I'm looking at, which I think I should open. I think we should... Uh... Oh, yeah. Let's. Uh, do you want to do the Logston or the Saison DuPont? We should try a classic style. Let's try the classic style. We can kind of talk about the flavor profile a little bit. Um, so we're drinking the Meriwether Commons right now. Yes. Which to me is um, not what I expected. I expected it to be a little more sour. So I think that's what I expected from a farmhouse ale. Ah, okay. Uh, um, but it's definitely got that little bit of fruit to it. It's it's light. It's very summery. It's got a nice amount of foam. And that's a category of beer unto itself is sour sure. beers. And, you know, uh, which... You could have a sour farmhouse ale. and Could you have a sour saison? Uh, you could. It just might depend on the type of yeast that you use. And sours probably would brew differently in different types of year, I would assume, too. Yes. So what I'm noticing about this is that if I were drinking an IPA, if mm-hmm. I were an IPA at a bar, and somebody handed me a glass that looks like this with, with about an inch of white foam on top, oh, I, yeah. would, I, I would be, you know, I would send it back, right? Uh, but that's not the case with... with um, or Saison, right? You you want that layer of, of, yeah, of head I mean, on it? Absolutely. I mean, and this head's going to stick around for quite a while, too. This foam, I mean, this is a... All of these are bottle-conditioned ales. You just get a lot more... It's a... I don't want to say rustic, because these aren't rustic styles, but they um, they haven't been industrialized. The style has not been industrialized. Right. As so many other styles of beer have. And that's what I find very appealing about this particular style of beer is it's meant for the time of year that we're entering right now right and it's it's a style that floats between 
a variety like what what does an ipa have in common hops hops uh malts usually similar level similar sure. level of ibu right somewhere between like you know 40 and 70 right and then you know do you double weak. ipa triple ipa IBA, ipa punch you in the face you know <laughs> I, like hop smack literally is like two fists like yeah i think i've seen that i one. think that's cascade lakes but yeah you know even still mouth puncher or worse right and you can brew them whenever you want right so few beers and the seasonal aspect of beers has come out in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, where it's pumpkin ales, and then you have a, you know, a spring beer. Well, I would argue that it came out earlier than that, because um, with the Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale came out, I think in the... Oh, did that come out in the 80s? It was either the 80s or the 90s, and That's that kind true. of invented the whole that was the first seasonal. Christmas ale. Of course, those, those winter ales now come out in, like, early September, basically. Oh, it's June now. I'll probably see a pumpkin beer tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to start seeing those winter beers sometime around August, you know, next <laughs> yeah. year. But it's like, yeah, you go into this Target or whatever, you know, at grocery store. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, great. It's 4th of July holiday, for example. And you're like, why is there Halloween decorations <laughs> up? You know, they're just, they're ready for you. This is really good. This is a really nice... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this, you've ever had this before. This is the classic... Let's get, let's get our producer some of this, too. Yeah, we, we should. should. Uh, Isaac should definitely have some of this. He should definitely have a glass of this. So this is Saison DuPont. This is... And, well, my point that I was... To, to the seasonal point. Definitely and, you know, what's like, the defining characteristic of an IPA? Well, sure, there's some ways in which you make it similarly. Uh-huh. But it doesn't have a time of year tied to it. And no. that is what, in my mind, sets the Saison apart. You're not going to drink this beer in winter. And you, you shouldn't even... You, you're making it winter, ideally. Right. You know, for the summer. Is it still being made in winter or, or are people able to make it now in other seasons because of, you know, oh, technology you can do anything and everything? You want right, right sure, of course. You know, because you have refrigeration. You, right, you got control. <laughs> that's, that's a big thing. Electricity, you know? <laughs> it's like, this is, yeah, this is really nice. This is really, I get a little bit of like Asian pear and yeah, honey, I mean, kind of honeysuckle sort of. Yeah, there's a nice floral character to it. I almost get a little bit of that clovey character, almost yeah. like you would get in a Hefeweizen. But it doesn't have cloves in it. It's not nope. spiced. Nope, not spiced at all. Pretty high alcohol, actually. Um, Six and a half? Yeah, I yeah. feel like, you know, if you think about a session ale, which is another summer sort of beer, mm-hmm. I usually think of under 4%. So this is a little higher alcohol for summer sipper. There's not a lot of yeasty character to this at all. Not it's, a whole lot just... of hop either. No, going back to the history of... Hops were preservative. Right, right. That's why we got the in and pale ale is because they'd have to be shipping them for long periods of time. So they jammed it full of preserving hops. Exactly. Hops preserve alcohol. Alcohol preserves alcohol, but so do right. hops. Because uh, if you just put yeast in water, I mean, you it's going to And, get and like funky. some malt, like stuff's going to get weird quick. But because they drank this so early, is that why they, they didn't uh, hop it as much? Because it wasn't kept for as long yeah they didn't need to they they drank it by the end of the summer right you know this this is not a beer to sit for the next three years or whatever four years it's like hey this is meant to be consumed now this is payment to the workers it's the quintessential seasonal beer so move over summer lagers and oh you know just get out of watermelon here. beers oh forget that <laughs> you should uh, uh drink a nice i mean I, i'm you know we're in this awesome studio now which i'm really excited about but you know, I kind of want to drink this sitting outside in my back patio. And you should. You know, or by my pool. As you should. Absolutely. Yeah. Or go do a hard day's work in the field. Or, you know, yeah. like put your garden in, take your dog for a walk, go for a big old run. Yeah, this or... is great if you're gardening me. I would totally drink one of these while oh, I'm gardening. Absolutely. Or walking my dog, mm-hmm. like you said. I wish I, I don't have a dog, but. Yeah. I don't have a dog either. And yeah. I'm not going to go for a run. So. Uh... No. <laughs> 
<laughs> but gardening. But drink this all summer, right? You know. Yeah. It's good barbecue beer. Great barbecue beer. Do you feel like it's catching on in the States more? I think the style has sort of um, re-evolved. I think because people are starting, I mean, like cocktails. We're, right. How many We're cocktails nowadays, you're like, oh, this is a classic cocktail. I mean, you even see it on lists. Totally. Classic cocktail. This is a classic style of beer. I like to think of it like this. Saison uh, has its defining characteristics, and then every brewery puts a mask on it. I like that. That's a nice analogy. Because the backbone and the heart of this beer is not going to change and shouldn't change if you're making a true Saison. Right. But as I was saying, with spice, introduction of spices, introduction of other things, fermentation times, type of hop, you're going to see a brewery put its own sort of mask. But also... Like the difference between this Saison DuPont we're drinking right now and the Merriweather we just had, I can tell that they're the same style of beer, they're the same type of beer, but they're definitely have unique qualities yeah there's subtle differences yeah though. i mean it's the saison dupont to me has a bit more almost like a banana characteristic i was gonna to say a banana but that usually gets considered as kind of a um a, like a hefeweizen like a classic german hefeweizen. and i've also heard banana sometimes used as a negative term that it you can. don't want a banana in that and i know there's some beers that you don't want that quality to it but i do get that in this and it no, seems just a little right. bit or like ripe yeah, it's yeah, a the Asian pear is kind of what I thought. Than the Merryweather, it is a, a little bit heavier. Definitely, the Merryweather was really bright and really zesty. This one has a little bit more richness to it. I guess it's in the evening after your day of work. Certainly, like you said. Certainly, and it could have to do with alcohol as well. Five point five, so a whole oh, percentage okay. less. Yeah. Which in a beer like that, you can definitely tell yeah. the difference. I feel like that makes sense. Uh, so you know, I, we were speaking to alcohol and IBUs. I mean, saison should range between twenty and forty. That's pretty low um, for IBU. Pretty low. Alcohol, I mean, 20 is almost... You'd miss it if it wasn't there, but you're not going to really be noticing it. It's not in your face. It's right. not hop smack. Now, I'm an, you know, I'm an Oregonian, so I don't drink anything that's IBU under 120. I want literally the IBU to be higher than the human mouth can perceive. That's what I want. You know, Literally a waste of IBUs at a certain point. That's oh, the only yeah. way I'll drink it. I want Oregon. to see like a quintuple IPA. <laughs> I'm sure this was dry hopped, wet hopped. <laughs> Original hopped, fresh hop hopped, hopped, old hopped, new hopped. <laughs> uh, you know how to metabolize these IBUs. No, no I, at, at the end of it, your it's body just will be a it. whole glass of a hop so that you're chewing um, with a little water. <laughs> I had something the other day. I, I think you'll uh, you'll both find it entertaining. It was um, an imperial session ale. I don't understand that. I well, there's nothing to understand. That doesn't make any sense. It's completely oxymoron. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. I um, I told one of my friends that I, I drank this beer, and he said, oh, was it from the oxymoron label? <laughs> yes. The oxymoron brewery? It was actually at Loyal Legion, though. So, I mean, it was oh. good, but I just, I think it was just them, somebody throwing a name on there because they wanted to make it sound more, I don't know, catchy or something. Oregon brewers have a tendency to uh, occasionally uh, uh, embellish their beers. So, Not Commons, though. Commons is, is a oh, legit. Commons, Commons is spot on. I think one of the better breweries in Portland right now. And their Saison, yeah, this is actually a favorite of a friend of mine. She really loves this beer a lot. Um, I don't know if it's the the one we're drinking right now, but she really likes their farmhouse ales and their Saisons at Commons especially. The Commons farmhouse is one of my favorite beers. I, that was probably the inspiration for this. Oh, sure. get with Perennial. So Merriweather is the name of the beer. Yes, that's and what perennials. They call the beer. They, I think I, I maybe misspoke yeah. earlier, but perennials—the name of the brewery. Correct. 
Is there anything else we want to talk about with the Saison here? One thing I did stumble across that I wanted to mention, uh, to the point with the foaminess and the, the effervescence of this beer, right. it's a very effervescent beer. Part of the reason for that was the proliferation of champagne bottles could have potentially made its way into Belgium because champagne's not that far away. Right. And they're like, wow, we need bottles to put this in. Also, the style of bottle the, uh, also um, really helps with effervescence and with the, that... that Because um, it can withstands the pressure of... The bottle fermentation. Exactly. Um, by the way, this metal cage here, right here, do you know what this is called? It's a mousselet. What? Yeah, and all mousselet are actually made the same way. They all take, I don't remember the exact number, but they all take the exact same amount of turns to open. Like it's six turns? I think it's six, yeah. It's not like how many twists and you do the alphabet and the, you know, if you stop on J, then that's the person you're going to marry. No, that'd be unfortunate because it's, they're always, I'd, they're all the same. It's all uniform, so. Well, if it's like a D or an E, then like. I guess you gotta you gotta figure that out in your life. Good shape, or she's in good shape. So, so champagne. Um, that's really interesting. That's a traditional way and the most appropriate way to bottle these. Do you want to open this last one? I do. All right, let's so do one more. This then is I'll... to me. This is the one that, when going back to the hierarchical definition of where saison lies, it, whether it's a far, it's a you know sub style of farmhouse ale. So this calls itself a farmhouse ale. I noticed that, but it's called. The label is called Saison. It is called Saison, Organic Farmhouse Ale from Logsdon Farms. This is 7.5%. So we're That's actually moving our way up. Very high. Oh, um, really quick, as we open this and talk about it, um, you mentioned this is the way that it should be bottled. Is this a beer that you would see on tap very often, or is this more of the style that, you'd, that you would prefer to see in a bottle? I, if you're, you could complete, you could totally put it in a keg and tap it. Sure. But to get the classic flavor and flavor and style and approach and and to get honestly to get the appropriate head and to get the appropriate experience with it you would want to have it in the bottle you want to have it in the bottle in a tulip glass at about 45 to 55 degrees right and we're drinking out of tulip glasses here and that helps to kind of concentrate yeah. the you know and the tulip glass i mean it's not wrong it's not going to taste bad if you have it on tap um but i think if you want to really get the full experience out of it buy it in a 750 milliliter and uh, have it, you know, have it in this style of glass. This is this is how it was. This was made for this. This glass was made for this style of beer. And I've definitely talked to some purists who almost refuse to drink Belgian beers on tap. One could argue, and I'll put that out there for the you know people to fight amongst themselves about, and the brewers and aficionados and the or, like to fight amongst themselves. Yes, please tweet at us at Swill Podcast and tell us how wrong we are about this, or how right you agree, how much you how agree much you agree with, with us, us uh, at Swill Podcast at Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and like us at Facebook. We're Swill Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, but what is this contentious statement you're about to make? If a saison is on tap, can you really call it a saison? <gasps> I, I would beg to say, I really wouldn't call it a Saison. I think it could be called a farmhouse ale. Then it's a farmhouse ale. Because it's not, because part of what makes it a Saison is its bottle. Uh, part of it, absolutely. It's like having an English ale that's supposed to be on cask on tap. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, this is kind of the more right way. But, you know, hey, if you find it on tap and you want to get in there, get in there. Well, let's try this and I think we're... Um... So this is, I'd, this is, they're Ooh. all so similar. Oh, wow. That is, no, that is... Got something That's else. That's a lot though. more lemony. Oh yeah, this is. This I mean, is... it's still recognizable, but. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, though, um, I've got my back patio. I've got my grill. Hits 100 degrees. You bring over a bottle of this. We'll throw on some. 
Oh, that's a good question. What should you eat this with? Oh, that's a good like, thing. We should talk I would about totally that. eat this with fish or chicken. Yeah, I was um, gonna say seafood. Oh, like grilled chicken thighs in the summer, a little oh, herb yeah. rub, and and throw that on there. Mm -hmm. Some greens. Uh, with mussels. Mussels. Yes. I would totally eat this with mussels, like with a nice white wine kind of broth. So yeah, uh, summer foods then, right? Summer beer, summer foods. Summer beer, summer foods. The classic, seasonal. The first original seasonal beer, saison, and summer foods and mussels. I'm I'm happy. And like you were talking about with the 750 milliliter. Next time you go to a barbecue, instead of taking a six-pack of America, you can just grab a bottle of uh, the Saison Dupont or one of these other ones we have here and bring that. And Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's probably like bringing a, a couple, bottle of wine, really. Right. Yeah. Probably want to bring a couple because once people start start tasting it, they're going to be all over you for Oh, for yeah. They're going to be it. like, why didn't you bring more of this? This is so good. You're like, I'm sorry. I just... I wanted it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna drink this from the bottle here. Yeah, <laughs> tool of glass or straight from the straight from the bottle. The only way to drink a saison. Well, we hope we've really um, encouraged you to get into saison beers, and I hope that's what you pick for your next summer outing. And this has been Swill Podcast with Alex and Jake. I'm Alex. Hello. And that's Jake. We'll see you next week. Swill Podcast is written by Jake Pippin and Alex Frame. It is produced by Isaac Parfrey with music by Isaac Parfrey. Visit us at www.swillpodcast.com and add us on Twitter and Instagram at Swill Podcast. Swill is a production of Nickname City in Portland, Oregon. <laughs>